0: This episode of Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters. You've heard us mention them on the podcast before, and if you're in Fairbanks or you're going to be coming through Fairbanks for a fishing, hunting, or camping trip, it's a great place to stop and get what you need. It's a locally owned Fairbanks business that I've been shopping at since I came up here. And really, it's the type of sporting goods store you would hope to find in a place like Fairbanks. They've got a ton of hunting, fishing, trapping, and camping supplies, including backpacking meals and stoves, clothing, real rain gear, good footwear, including mountain hunting boots like Loa, rubber boots like Extra Tufts and Lacrosse, And they also have a great selection of guns, ammo, shooting and hand-loading supplies, and even muzzleloading stuff. Now, they also carry a wide variety of fishing and dip netting equipment to tackle just about any fish Alaska has to offer. In Century Hardware Downstairs, you'll be able to find a big selection of marine, snow machine, and ATV supplies like ramps, hitches, gun boots... Um, good gas jugs, not the junk you find everywhere else, and all sorts of odds and ends for your boat or anything else you could need. And of course, whatever hardware you might find yourself in need of. In fact, it's one of those stores that you'll usually end up leaving with more than you planned on buying because they're really good at finding and stocking things that you just didn't realize you needed until you saw them. Frontier Outfitters is located in the Gavora Mall on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, as well as Century Hardware out in North Pole. It's a great store, so next time you're gearing up, get on down there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. That's how you do it. Welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel. Uh, stoked today to sit down with uh, another another Fairbanks guy and person who's been stricken with the uh, the the sheep sickness. And, and uh, I guess you say Mr. Top Cub himself, Steve Stidham. Hey. How's it going, man? Good,
1: good. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, no problem. It's been, you know, you're another one of them guys that have <laughs> been <laughs> intending to talk to for forever. You know, we're... Um, you know I see your stuff on the sheep hunting pages a lot and
1: yeah we kind of both cast a shadow and never see each other
0: yeah <laughs> well it's funny fair Fairbanks is a town like that like how long, how long have you been here
1: god I've been here since 2003
0: yeah 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 actually about the that's about the same time about the same time I got up here I mean Fairbanks is just a funny town you sometimes it seems like you see you see certain people everywhere you go and then you think about it and there's people that you haven't seen in years that have never that are still around yeah, absolutely you
1: know? and you know they're here you know you mm-hmm. see them you see them more on the internet than you see them in town yeah absolutely
0: yeah and all that stuff's definitely changed with uh the whole covid thing
1: oh know. <laughs> some people have gone to ground i'll be honest with you i've kind of just figured if the sun's going to shine on me it's going to shine on me i'm going to i'm going to do what i can do with without the limitations yeah you know there were certain things that i couldn't do because it just wasn't there i, I was going Yakutat and go still head fishing and that yeah. got scrubbed and i was going to go do some ski flying and talk eating and they they hid for a while but yeah other than that you know i've been trying to get out there and enjoy life i gotta say
0: yeah i mean kind of kind of the same boat and it seems like as a i mean most of the people in in my circle are kind of a similar we're, we're real lucky with the opportunities we have appears compared to some other places for getting out and doing stuff that everyone a lot of people are just kind of yeah if it gets me it gets me and you know you know being not being totally reckless as far as as people that are more vulnerable but yeah i'm just sick <laughs> i mean you,
1: I, I look at it like this the president of the united states the the most protected person in the world gets it yep and he's doing i assume everything that you know they want us to do yeah so what chance do i got so i'm just going to go yeah. ahead and do me <laughs> yeah. at this point gonna right? roll right. the yeah. dice and, yeah. and live your yeah. life you know my only recipe you know Care for my mother, my elderly mother who's sick. So that's been my only time that I've kind of curbed who would come over and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Just to protect her. But other than that, you know, I'd much rather die young and vibrant or somewhat vibrant
0: than die old and in your own juices, so
1: to speak. Yeah. You know, (laughs) tough way to go, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and everyone's got to make that decision for themselves. And yeah not to start out on like totally morbid, <laughs> morbid yeah, right, topics, right, right, but, yeah. uh, yeah. So like, so you got up here about, uh, about 2003. What's like, what's your, you know, what's your, your story, man? Like your back. Well, I was in the what? military
1: and, uh, I got scuffed up a little bit over in Iraq and I'm yeah. married to a, my wife's in the military also. Yeah. So this was her first assignment. That's what brought us to Alaska. Gotcha. So, uh, she came up here and was stationed at Fort Wayne right there and I, I tagged along with her and, uh, never intended to stay here you know i'd never been around the cold from the south yeah. you know deer hunter turkey hunter whatnot and come up here and uh i messed around and let a fellow bring a sheep over to my house and keep it because he had some renters Yep. And, and you know they had dogs and man i was looking at that thing i was Head like oh sit my there God, and stare yeah. at that i was like man <laughs> you know the more i look at it i was like hey, that kind of looks good there and when he come and took it away you know it's like left a hole yeah so <laughs> He's like, I helped him out and did some stuff for him while they were there. And he's like, well, what can you, what, what can we do for you? And I was like, well, if you take me sheep hunting, you know, that, that you know, I didn't even know what that was at the time. Yeah. I didn't realize what a, what a ass that was, yeah. to be honest with you. So they're like, yeah, sure. And so we went, we went out and, oh my God, I got a d- double broomer. Nice. And with all my whitetail hunting stuff, you know, got up there about froze to death on the mountain, you know, him and I huddled up, you know, together and. <laughs> You know, he went up there with a day packing, but he, he didn't know anything either. You know, yeah. he just stumbled into sheep hunting with somebody else. So, yeah. but yeah, you know, 20 years ago you could find more sheep too. I mean, you know, these are the good old days, you know, every day yep. is less. I mean, you look back, you don't seem like that, but it really was.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, you wonder how much, cause everything, I think to a degree, you know, there's like, we're certainly looks like coming into a few pretty, pretty tough years, um, you know, there's just there's a lot of different factors. And there's a cycle
1: because this isn't yep. the first time. I mean, what seven years ago in the Brooks, it was the same thing. There was you know two or three icing years where it just yep. you know it killed all the young ones and all the old ones. Yep. You know, so just that middle survived, and then there's like a hole when that.
0: Die oh, yeah. off came
1: up, you know that the, the biggest sheep I was telling you about that I killed earlier, you know all his rings are stacked right there. You can see them. Yeah, you know, they, they didn't count a bunch of them because, but I hunted that drainage. I, I know exactly mm-hmm. what was going on there. You know, I got a bunch of heads I found.
0: Oh yeah, during yeah. those years. No, it's it's pretty cool to track that you know rams from the same area in different years. Where you can sometimes see those tough years and yeah, it's just uh, you know tough. There's a million different factors. You know, I mean back even back before the the state did all the extreme predator control you know like certain areas where i don't know it's just kind of a long cyclical thing i don't think it's you know i don't try to get too doom and gloom about it but you know it's like eastern alaska range and north wrangles got clobbered pretty bad you know so it's like well if you're thinking about hunting there you know or if an area i want uh, i like hunting a lot yeah maybe be time to go explore some new country and oh absolutely cause that's part of the fun of it anyway but, oh
1: yeah seeing what's over the next ridge right i mean yeah. that's what drives you i think and yeah but yeah that, spend spent some time in the wrangles that's what I, I i moved over and poked around the wrangles for a nice. while that's big that's big rough country there
0: yeah pack your pack my uncle as you say you better pack your wheaties if you're gonna go hunting down there yeah, absolutely
1: absolutely i might have to go back to the brooks brooks didn't seem so bad after all
0: no there's certain there's definitely certain things about the brooks and i actually haven't hunted the wrangles myself yet um The brooks is not, it's nice for, and it's a totally different hunting style than in some other places. Like, you know, some of the places I've hunted recently, including like down in Toke, you know, it was all mostly top-down hunting. Whereas a lot of the brooks where you can travel, you can cover a lot of country easy in the bottoms. Yeah, I'm a broke
1: old man. You know, I can't run bridges like that. You know, I I, I get that good glass, get that big glass, and I sit there and do a couple light cycles, and I just... You know, I use my eyes yep. and go in there early before the season, way before the season. So usually I'm, you know, week to 10 days. So I'm on sheep and done, you know, 1205. Yep. You know, I'm eating sheep ribs and working, <laughs> working my way out against the flow, right? I mean, yep. everybody's coming in and sheep start moving. I mean, you can use that too. I mean, you can use oh, all yeah. that pressure if you've got the luxury to go in and get in position. I mean, cause they're going to come, I mean, you know, the access points and use that, right? I mean,
0: yeah, totally. and you know, uh. Where, where, where in the south Where are you from? Uh, originally from uh, Florida. Florida? Yeah. Nice. Well, that's some pretty, well, like from what I've heard, like a lot of the whitetail hunting down there is pretty challenging. I didn't hunt much down there. I was
1: a kid. That's yeah. where I was raised. And then I joined the service when I was 19 and then started serving at Fort Polk. Oh, I gotcha. That, that's where I come up whitetail hunting. Oh, and, and gotcha. And bayous and swamps and oak thickets and whatnot. And then uh, moved from there over to Hood. And uh, mostly that was... My time in the service was back and forth in the, that southern yeah. region, and then overseas. You know, several st- yeah. stints in different places overseas.
0: Yeah. What did? Uh, I mean, it's kind of a question I'll, I'll ask a lot of times. What? Uh, what did? What you find like the biggest shocker as far as when you you came up here, like hunting up here, as opposed to your hunting down in the states? I mean, and it's. I mean, a lot of it's kind of similar. Well,
1: it's, it, it's an expedition here, really. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the thing that, that helped me was I was in the military and I had that military deployment because that's kind of what you're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to like pack your stuff and have because there's no running back to the truck or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that was probably the biggest thing is just that you got to have it with you and especially Uh if you go even if you're in your truck and you go on the other side of yukon river bridge i mean where are you going to go if you don't have something yeah i mean you you know you spent a lot of time and effort to get there and now you've lost a magazine on your rifle or whatever the case may be if it's a showstopper you know you fly out somewhere and you don't have your license or your tag or so i mean it ain't like you're going to run to walmart or run you know there is none of that no you know Another flight maybe sometimes, and that's not even you're just along for the ride or dead weight to whoever you're with. You know, now you not only you messed your trip up, you messed whoever you're with up. Yeah. So that's that. That was probably the biggest thing is you got to, you know, my memory's terrible and the war didn't help it none and all that junk they give you. So. I in my little list and yeah. keep that straight. You know, a lot of things. That's what. That's one of the reasons I started taking so much pictures. Really, mm-hmm. is because shoot, I just flip back in my pictures and it can oh, bring yeah, you back. Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 and I'd look at it. Okay, there's my camp pictures. You know, check, 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 check. Got all that. You yeah. know, Sometimes I'd look at those and go, oh, I forgot my jet boil or whatever the case may be, right? Or my game bags. I'm like, oh, Yep, got them yep. all. Yep. <laughs> and a lot of times I'd I'd lay that stuff out and take pictures too, mm-hmm. and then that gives you just a real quick reference. You
0: know. Oh yeah, I'm going to have to start. I might. I might actually start putting together lists i'm working on i probably do a, a just a, a solo podcast myself a, li- a listener was asking because i posted a picture of like my very first sheep hunt where i got that ram and you know i was like "What? what's your gear like compared to that and I'd, i've had to spend some time like thinking back through all mine. and i can kind of remember all, all the Important gear, and uh, it's just its scary thinking about how ill-prepared I, mean, I really I, Yeah, I don't want to think now. about the money
1: I got in my sheet bag. But, you know, one thing I've, I've kind of noticed in the last several years is, you know, I'm blessed with some means, mm-hmm. and there's just really been nothing for me to buy. I mean, really, yeah. what, what there's been no innovation in the last— two or three years and nothing, you know, usually there was something I just had to have, yeah. but I, maybe I've hit a plateau. I mean, it's just well, really, it's just, well, once
0: you, once you, know. you get to that point where, you know, and it took me a few years to build up to the point, to that point where it's like, there's not anything major that you need to, to get, you know, you're just tweaking and, that's almost the point where you can- See, I went
1: lighter to get more. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't want to get lighter per se. I just wanted more. Yeah. So I wanted the TP and the stove, you know, yep. the, and then the pack raft. Yeah. And yep. then, you know, so then I had to get a lighter jacket, lighter this, lighter that. To,
0: to even things out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can get a well, good
1: young partner to carry a, a lot of it. That helps. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So you can, you can be the, you might play the role of the old trickster. Well, and, you know,
1: and, it, it, see, I have my advantages because of experience and, mm-hmm. and knowledge and uh, tactics and gear, you know, yep. and and I I can buy some some wing time too, right? So yep. that helps. But uh, what I found is if you're not comfortable, you're going to talk yourself into going home. So yeah. if you get you go out there with just the bare minimums, and and then you get cold and wet, and then you, you, all that suffering starts sucking on you, and it just sucks it right out of you, right? You you just oh, want to go home,
0: especially let like with if
1: you've got yeah. good food yeah. and you've got a nice warm place, you know, because you're going to get pissed on right you oh, you yeah. go sheep hunting more times than not you're going to have two or three days where it just sucks to be out there i mean yep. you've run out of whatever and you're sitting there and looking at each other and it's easy to talk to you, you ready i'm ready let's you know yeah nice warm house and you're you loving wife
0: and you need yep. to talk yourself out of <laughs> yeah. it right oh but now easy, if you're sitting
1: yeah. there poking a fire you know you got something to distract you and it's nice and warm you with the in reach you know the weather's going to break yep i mean that's right you you get that second shot i mean that's how chris and i killed two rams because you know we got mine we come back we knew the weather we got just back it was dumping snow and you know two days of that you know most folks we could have bailed we could have got out in time you know a lot of folks would have run Mm -hmm. hang the sheep in the tree you know have a little sip of whiskey get the fire going rest them weary bones you know a couple days of good food eat some some grilled sheep yep and then you know that bright sun comes out you know everything's moving the woods just you know the mountains come alive mm-hmm. i mean my god we've seen everything walking that as we were moving back up looking for another ram because they've been hunkered down too for two days you know during that yep. blow and snow but man when you're there you know you're not traveling you know that's usually what most people do you know when that weather breaks then you know they're moving yep. instead of being there and
0: watching and that's
1: yeah. i mean the same thing when you go to kodiak right you get a big blow and most people bail but man when it it's just everything comes alive yeah when that when that sun comes out after that big long two or three days of that stuff and if you're there boy it's magic time
0: yeah no yeah being being equipped to be as comfortable as you can i think and 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 having you know a hunting partner that's like that's fairly positive minded too i mean it's such oh it's a mental huge it's all mental deal. yeah
1: that's cheap i mean sheep hunts mental because there's i mean it's it's i mean most of the ones i've been on there it's it's usually pretty suffering. I mean,
0: oh yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> more than not. I mean, and for me, the you all know, the times I've I've gone by myself, it's just like e- oh, even even if I'm it. even if I'm very you know you know what well one of them I didn't kill one on and that one you know I did but it's there's all like it doesn't that voice that says oh, I. Yeah, just go home. You know, like oh, the yeah. voice is yeah, always absolutely. there. Oh, absolutely. It's always there. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: And that's the key, right? Is is learning how to deal with that and yep. being at peace there and enjoying it. I mean, that's yep. that's where the older I've gotten. You know, I don't. I can go now and not even kill anything and have yeah. just a wonderful time. You know, mm-hmm. this cheap our moose hunt I went on recently with uh, Luke Moffat. You know, yeah, Luke, yeah, right, Luke's and, great. And Dan yeah. Menard. Those two guys, it was just phenomenal. We didn't kill a moose, man. I probably had the best moose hunt I've ever yeah. been on. The, the pike fishing was just phenomenal. Oh, nice. And, you know, we're rolling Dan's fancy jet boat, you know, running 40 down the Yukon, you know, with all your accoutrements. Yeah. The Arctic oven and the propane. That, it gets too easy sometimes if you don't hunt hard
0: enough. <laughs> oh, it was, I mean, kind of the si- similar, similar <laughs> situation with me and Frank, except we didn't have to move camp, you know, and all this. We were just hunting from the same spot, basically. And, oh, it's... Ugh. In in our situation, because we didn't have to, you know, that was our strategy. Is bank we're all banking on one spot being able to produce a couple moose, and and that way it was nice because it didn't matter how if it was nasty or cold, you know, you may it's it's all you may you're way more worried about stressing about oh, you know is the moose is the moose gonna we're we gonna how we're gonna do than being comfortable, you know, it's yeah. like oh, I could be I could get completely soaking wet, fall in one of these mud holes. And all I got to do is walk back to the tent and hang my clothes up and dry them with the wood stove. Oh,
1: exactly. Yeah. And that fellow I was in the, I bought the cub with, he yeah. also has a moose camp out in the flats they've had for years and years. So I was flying stuff out there for him. That, yeah. was, part of that was supporting their moose camp. Yeah. So I had them going out there as well. So when I come back, you know, they killed the a moose and I nice. went back and got to fly one out anyway. So, you know, still got some moose meat. So nice. I hunted a couple of days out there, but those fellows had put in, they put in the time, you know, I didn't want to fly out there and kind of step on toes you know what i'm saying yeah well oh, i knew into moose camp to me you, you know you don't go kill one the first year yeah no i, I think you got to pay your dues that's my personal view of it
0: yeah know? and it's a weird like and you see it you know you see it on these these internet forums and stuff like that i think a lot of people think everybody up here that's been up here for a while is just a total asshole because you get the a lot of it just don't know no better you know like you mentioned you didn't know you didn't know what you were asking when you had You'd say, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, take yeah, machine punching. <laughs> <running>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is, you know, you exactly. know to, to someone like like I grew up, to someone like how I grew up, or where we it's, oh, well, you know, we go, even if it's like a couple, two, several day hunt, it's not a big deal. You don't have near, like, we didn't have near as much invested in what the the hunting we were doing as you have to to have any chance of oh, yeah. success oh, in oh, a lot yeah. of spots it's, up I mean, here. just
1: several days. I mean, just, you know. To me, time is the greatest gift, right? You can give somebody. Yeah. And to give somebody, you know, three or four days or a week of your life. I mean, yeah. really, you know, especially if you're going to help somebody punch a tag, you know, like Luke was just going going along to help me, you know, yep. punch a tag. And I think that's just
0: Yeah, Luke's know, a cool awesome. guy. I need to get him back on here soon, oh my God, sooner that, rather than later. You know,
1: I, lo- I love Luke and Becca both. Yep. I mean, they, there's not many people like them. No. I, I can tell you that so selfless yeah because that that guy he's packed more animals than a mule and not killed any i mean he just you know he just likes to be there and and there's not a whole lot of folks like that i mean almost everybody's got a little me right i mean you know i think that's human nature but i don't think i've ever seen it with that individual and i've spent a lot of time in the field with him he helped me go get that giant brown bear and pack that beast out my god i couldn't even pick it up I mean he carried that thing all the way down at least to the raft, and we threw it in the raft,
0: man, so when like when when was that? oh that I'm was two two remember. years ago that was eight years ago,
1: what spring of eighteen
0: yeah, was that a draw tag you had or? it was,
1: oh my God, that was awesome, oh, that was awesome, yeah, tell yeah. me about it, yeah, so uh drew drew Kodiak uh, mm-hmm. and uh it's one of those areas that uh you know you gotta pay the big trespass fee yeah or or the way we did it we just uh we floated in so we we had three pack rafts. Uh, Luke's brother drew a tag as well, so we had two tags and we had three people. And we we flew into the upper part of the river, and then uh, we flew the beaver over where we were going to hunt and threw the stuff through the camera hole. Mm-hmm. And we threw out like you know all the stove and fuel and fireball and yeah, whatnot. You know oh. it was cold. You know I mean it's fireball. cold in Kodiak in the spring, right? <laughs> yeah. An yeah. extra raft, and so we only had the two that we had to pack up and over. So mm-hmm. that was the thing. You know you had to go up and over. So we floated down, you know, several miles, then got off on the easement and then hiked over onto the state land and and hunted on state Uh, land. Oh, gotcha. And then that's where we end up punching the tag. Uh, But it's so far back in there, you know, you got to sleep with the bears. Most, I mean, people don't do it, you know. I mean, where where they want to hunt bears out on Kodiak, right? They want to be in a cabin or on a boat. I mean, nobody wants to be in a tent in the valley you're glassing them with, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, that's where they're at. I mean, and it's just, and it's kind of cool doing it you know yeah you gotta you know you gotta live different you can't go in there you because you know bears i mean you'll run them out the big bears i mean you can go in there and kill a juvenile bear but if you're going to go in there and kill a big mature bear you got to go in there and live cold and have a you know a relatively low scent profile mm-hmm. and not move around yeah you know all the things people want to do but yeah, sitting there and it's just, it sucks right you're sitting there on that glass knob cold and you just want to move and
0: but you have to just sit have there and sit there in this glass, <laughs> or you'll run them out i mean yeah. uh,
1: you will no, they just don't they don't tolerate it. No. And a big bear, yeah. in my experience. And, yeah, we end up getting on one and over there and put the jammy on him and floated nice. them out. Nice. And that was pretty cool.
0: Man, that's awesome. Especially when, yeah. you know,
1: you're doing floats that, you know, hadn't been done before. That was the yeah. second time that had been done before, but it's still, you know, alder choked. And, you know, it's a rodeo ride the whole yeah. way. And yeah. then, plus, we jumped a bear, you know, on the float out. Mm-hmm. So, Luke was ahead, you know, and about a three-year-old bear was up there. And, it, you know, he had that moment where he... Thought he wanted him, you know, yeah. He run at him and then he backed up and then he run at him and then his brother come around the corner and then he's like, no, now there's two of them. Now two. So, yeah. yeah. So then he's rethinking it. And then I come around the corner and after that, you know, he started blowing and run off.
0: Yeah. No. And the whole time
1: Luke's telling his brother, <laughs> don't shoot him. Don't you know, shoot him. <laughs> Cause he still had a tag, you know, yeah. like, you know, that's not the one you want to put your tag on. Yeah. And then he wrote, then, uh, Luke's brother, he had borrowed, you know, a high speed rifle. I think it was $10,000, you know carbon fiber, you know, night force scope, yeah. you know, long range rig, you know.
0: Shoot and him 75 yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then he rolled that raft and, you know, the raft's oh, upside down. Oh. Every, everything's upside down. All you see is the bottom of the raft. You know, Luke goes over and he drags the raft over the side. And he's wearing a GoPro, you know, so you're seeing it. And then he flips the raft. And then the last thing, you see that barrel come up out of the water and it stayed, it stayed on. The only thing oh, they lost, man. the only thing they lost, I think, was a water bottle and, and my trekking poles that got caught he had him tied up on there, and that's what hooked into the Alders as he come down through there oh, and man. spun the raft around. Jeez, I, yeah, he got rolled up.
0: <laughs> I've left. That's funny. I I've left. I have I have one trekking pole somewhere on Kodiak. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> yeah, it's probably next to mine. But my uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So
1: I got down there, you know, and I'm like, you know, because you can't go back. I mean, you're going yeah. through a gorge, you know, and you know, you are running the gauntlet the whole way. Yep. I mean, you know, it's. It's one of those where you're nipping and tuck, and then you're out in the alders, and then you know it's white knuckle fighting to keep your boat float. And then when when it's you're, over, y- it's over.
0: You're in no danger, no danger of, of, of crapping your pants because your butthole's <laughs> too tight. Enough. Exactly,
1: exactly. You know, and and full of water. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> So you know, so you get down there, you dump your boat out and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and then you know thirty minutes turns into like you know, I think it was getting close to an hour before they finally spit out. Oh, man. And so then I'm thinking, you know, what what do you do? You can't go back up. Yeah. You know, do you call somebody? You know, I'm like, oh, and then they come out. So I was oh, like, Oh good, dang, thank God.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I that's one thing I haven't done really much at all of is pack is pack rafting. Um I don't even own one, but that's it's pretty there's some pretty cool ways to access some country, you know, for guys that are willing to, to chip away and work at it, you know.
1: That's. Oh that yeah, that pack raft, uh like I said, we used him there, but we shot that bear, you know. He he was up and we got over there on him and I shot him and we all three shot him, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean put a bunch of lead in him, you know, he rolled down into the alders, and you know, the tree moves for a second, you know, and he's done. I mean yeah. I mean hell we we were only about hundred and fifty yards from him. We mm. we put five, six shots in him. Three, three people shooting him. Yeah. And then, uh, so we go over there and look for him. He ain't there. <laughs> you can see the blood, and he ain't there. I was shocked. I was, I was shocked. So I start following him, start following him, and he's going around. And then it turns, you know, 100 yards, turns into two, three, four, 500 yards. He was, Jeez. He was over a quarter mile away and going around. And he got, I could see where it, a little draw had come down and see where he dro- went down that draw and went up the other side. I could mm-hmm. see the disturbance in the alders and the leaves. So I was standing up on the high ground looking, trying to see what line he had took before I got down that draw. I didn't want him to have the high ground on me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Luke's brother got concerned because, you know, we'd, we were going to be right back. Right. So they started yelling towards each other and that joker stood up and started roaring and Jeez. swatting. And, uh, but he was looking towards Luke cause Luke was a, higher and back to my left. Yeah. And, uh, Luke's like, Steve, do you see him? Do you see him? And I'm just the whole time, you know, I'm right. Just ready. Yeah. I'm ready in this, but there's a bunch of altars in the way. And then he moves a little bit and I just kind of lean and get an open shot at his chest. And I shot him in the chest. And when I did, he folded. And of course, you know, he's above me. So he starts yeah. coming down and then I'm freaked out because he's coming down for yeah. me. So <laughs> boom, 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 you know, and then he rolls up at the bottom. But... He was probably finished. You know, well, he was about things. dead when I got to him because yeah. they were all fatal shots. It was just for they are hard reason, to kill they're yeah. hard to kill.
0: Yeah, it's we. It's weird, you know. And I mean,
1: they can be. They sometimes they just roll right over, and then sometimes they just can't figure out they're dead.
0: Yeah, no. It, it's sometimes. Yeah, it's just amazing how, and it's almost like it doesn't matter what. You, there was one, that and they're just so powerful. M- there's man. one they're we just must- tearing
1: trees up. You know, the oh, size of your wrist. Oh yeah. Just, Breaking them off like they're nothing. I mean,
0: yeah, one of my buddy, his, my buddy Frank had spent, has spent a lot, a lot more time than I had. Um, he guided a lot of brown bear hunters on a fog neck. And, you know, a story is them bears just running through the timber, just snapping off spruce trees oh, that yeah. big, just piling right into them. You know, it's, it's, it, it just, it's kind of, I don't know what the right word is for it. Um, shocking or, just so interesting. Uh, it's impressive you know, you, animal. I mean, you, you think know, you about shoot, it. Most you the time you're on
1: top of the food chain, yeah. right? I mean, you know, yeah. Humans are for the most part, you know, pretty untouchable. But them things right there have their way with you. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah. No. It's and it's yeah. It's something like the You know, you shoot something through both lungs, like it's it's dead. But some stuff just doesn't die as quick as it should. Oh, shot. absolutely, absolutely. You
1: know. they can do a lot of damage before they figure out they're dead. Yeah. That's no. The
0: key. That had to. The, he's talking about that blood trail. Had all oh, give me flashbacks to the one I killed with the muzzle or the interior bear I killed with the muzzle loader this year, and it, it wasn't near as near as dramatic. But that track, and you know, especially when it starts when you don't find the bear where you think you should find the bear. Oh yeah, I,
1: I, absolutely. I knew that bear was dead. I would have bet. Yeah. You know, whatever. I was like, there's no way. Oh yeah. I was shocked. You know, I was absolutely shocked. So that's you know, you kind of. I, I won't say complacent, but I was probably a little irresponsible with tracking this quite so fast because yeah. I just thought it'd be right there. And then when it wasn't, then you kind of, okay, where'd he go?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. What's the plan, <laughs> what's the plan now?
1: But, but yeah, that going in the alders after him is always exciting. Yeah. Yeah. To say the least. But killing sure. big bears like that. I mean, that's just, that's a whole different level of hunting right there. It's mm-hmm. just, oh.
0: Yeah. I need to get back down brown bear. I've only killed one, killed one brown bear. I'm- my my own tag and it was uh it was a hoot it's getting to be almost 10 years ago so i need to go
1: well my last sheep hunt that one that one sheep hunt i was telling you about where we floated two out uh we were on grizzlies there we walked up on a kill yeah. and then it was right where i like to hunt was within about a quarter mile it's probably why he was hunting there mm-hmm. you know it's an intersection it funnels game through there yeah. i've had wolves hunt there as well before when i've hunted sheep there yeah but uh once we killed mine, I was like, okay, well, you know, he walked into camp. We run him off, and he did exactly what you want, right? He run off. Mm-hmm. And then when we killed Chris's bear, you know, we were up there in Tyvek's and or his sheep, you know, we're standing on it, and here he come. Yeah. And I mean, I've had zero luck with the warning shots. I, I, yeah. Noise. I mean, I've I've done that now two or three times, and it's no effect. They get you wind or something, or they figure out you're a human. And then, but the warning shots that yeah. noise and
0: well that seems like my the same thing. that's my, my experience no my, luck my it. my buddy steve hollenbeck that we're you know i was talking to him last week he's telling me about the he had the dlp one with his pistol guiding a sheep client and uh yeah same thing his he's i'm not giving any more warning shots yeah and i've heard the i've heard that from other old timers too As it's just like you know a warning shot that makes them charge makes them charge you yeah because i had you know, that kodiak or,
1: tag right so i didn't i mean it was a beautiful yeah, bear yeah and we were you know that bear would have cost us a a plane load i mean yeah. we were at two sheep we were at the limit right mm-hmm. so a bear hides you know there's just a whole lot of things you know you know you most it. people are like "Well, i would have shot them in a second i was like well well let me you tell know, you. know, you're 10 miles from the strip that's another load another three or four days are you really, would you really or how many
0: <laughs> how many giant how many giant caribou over the years you had you just watched walk
1: i don't take a caribou tag sheep hunting i've, I've learned that lesson because they like the same country and i've seen some nice ones up there
0: oh yeah yeah and there's no there's no quicker way to end a sheep hunt than to shoot a caribou. <laughs> you got that right. You know, unless you're set up for a and for then an you're sure
1: every time, right? You, you kill you kill one like that, and you you hump it back two or three days, and then there it sits by the tent. And here they come, the whole herd. You yeah. know, just right by the tent, right by the strip. Yeah. it's like they know they can smell that dead caribou, and then it's all okay, coast is clear. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: Go go with the out of staters or something. You know, it's like, you know, take one for the team. You know, kill one up on that ridge and get yeah. it back here and, and out of the city. I'll flyer. let you
0: shoot. I'll let you shoot the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like.
1: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna
0: give you, you I'm know. gonna be nice. I'm gonna do
1: you I'm gonna a solid be a good host. You'd be the first shooter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I seen a bunch yesterday. I, 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 nice. That's one thing yeah. I did yesterday. I flew up to Central. Yeah, nice. Because I mean, I mean, you know, you want to get in the mountains, right? That's another thing you learn. You know, I'm a rookie pilot and. The mountains, the mountains are humble, you Especially if you want to get down low, yeah. Because you know, it, well, you know, air flows just like water. Yep. Over the terrain, you know, it gets real rough. You know, it's mm-hmm. just not worth it. But yesterday, I mean, you've seen it. It's one of them days where you got adulting to do, and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the great thing I've seen about owning your own plane It's just the flexibility to go when the weather's good, right? Just yeah. go push it out of the hangar. In 15 minutes, you can be in the air. Take take off the little strip there, and t- yeah. you're gone. When did
0: when did you start flying?
1: Well, I've been flying. I, I started this like five five years ago. The whole or the whole le- plane. legally, I should say. No, well, no, I'm just no, <laughs> no. It's it's been you know because when I got scuffed up, right, I, I couldn't pass the medical no more. I knew yeah. that. so that's why I stopped flying.
0: I so, see.
1: Uh, you know. They they come out in 2004 with this driver's license medical, it was called. So, if you mm-hmm. had, you know, medical and you hadn't been suspended or revoked you, and you had a valid driver's license, you could fly air, airplanes up to th- 1,320 pounds. Okay. So, you know, that was a few, you know, J3s and whatnot. You really can't work an airplane with that load. Yeah. Well, you know, Cup Crafters come out. I'm not familiar with them, but they come out and they started building airplanes— that were capable of hauling 2000 pounds that were certified for 1320. Wow. You know, that's the truth of the matter, you know, yeah. and you were flying over gross, you know, but you could legally, you know, pass a ramp check with, you know, five gallons of gas and a skinny guy up front, you know, Yeah, (laughs) you're legal. Right. Yeah. But you know that, and then through that, it evolved and where they, they went back and did some legislation. I actually wrote a bunch of letters to Murkowski and all them. And they passed this law that called basic med Mm -hmm. and that, was a little more lenient, you know, basically it's kind of like a fourth class medical. So you can have some medical issues and still pass that. And yeah. you just can't fly for hire or anything. So gotcha. you know, I can fly certified airplanes again, but I just can't, you know, I can't fly more than six people. Can't fly at night and, you know, various things. But in summer here, I mean, you don't have but to. But it does, night, it, right? do- it does.
0: <laughs> it, does. it, it does it accomplishes what you need it to
1: oh I, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah yeah I, so it, it put me back in the in a uh, in a full-size cub. Yeah. so you know that's when i started that's where i was going was to try to get into the carbon cubs. and they're they're light i mean you know 1320 pounds i mean you know that's a poot in a win right i mean it's yeah. very hard to control that and any kind of you've been up on ridges yeah you know you get a little wing loading it's good you know a little heavy mm-hmm. plane helps but i couldn't even train in those Legally, oh, you know, man. I couldn't fly by myself you know I could go do yeah. dual but you know you can only accomplish so much dual when you got to get out there and be the pilot in command and take those risks and learn those things on your own you you fly differently when you're solo yeah you know. and uh you don't have that parachute so to speak yeah no no so no it's five it's been there. a five-year process I mean nice. you know go out and burn burn holes in the sky and land airport to airport that's a different skill set mm-hmm. you know so you got to kind of evolve you know up to a point where you can, for one, even finding a cub you can train in and then finding somebody to train you off airport, yeah. you know, is a whole another matter. Yeah. So, you know, I had to get, I went and flown old crappy cubs at ag schools and everywhere I could mm-hmm. get in one because getting any cub time is actually pretty hard. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I got, when I got proficient enough where I could probably do off airport stuff, I went and seen Jamie Hastings down here at Blue River. Mm-hmm. And that's where I refined, you know, a lot of my training there. I, I took 15 hours with him this spring and i flew his super you know he's got super cubs yeah you know not worn out old ag birds you know that that Mm -hmm. been flipped over 15 times yeah you know he's got 180 horsepower you know with all the alaska mods big tires you Mm -hmm. know you can actually go do off airport stuff and that's what i did and then that opportunity with this gentleman coming that experimental and it's got big tires monster shocks and it's got a set of amphib floats and skis i mean you know it's got the whole cub package nice you know and i guy that's got years and years of experience to mentor you i mean it's a
0: and that's probably god you
1: know god's gift for me really yeah
0: well and that's huge because all the you know all the talk i've i've heard you know from from old-timer pilots and stuff like that is it's you know it's not a matter you know you don't you don't get your pilot's license and start doing cub stuff oh no no you know it's a it's a long it's a long process and
1: yeah very easy airplane to fly hard I, I'm, that's yeah. what I was telling you you can be very hard at times you know but that that landing is i mean you get you know you're landing in strips where you know your your wingtips really you know are arm width from something yeah and then your tires have got to be in the ruts too i mean and you got to be you know pretty much just stall and hit the ground and hit the brakes you know
0: well and that's and that's part of the thing too because you'll land in those tail planes you know, speaking as a guy, who's, from, as a guy who's never done it, just been in them and and talk to guys who do fly them. You know, it's at it, there's a certain amount of control you got to have. You know, because that you know because your tail will want to wobble Absolutely. and yeah. and you know it's probably it seems like a big it's that transition.
1: Of, it's, that's what I get you right. It's yeah, the, you know when it stops being an airplane and starts being a, a wheeled vehicle. Yep. When in the landing phase, there's you get about and about 30 probably in my cub mm-hmm. where you don't have enough wind over the control surfaces to use those anymore. Yeah. And, but your wheels aren't on the ground yet. So you, you don't have that. Yeah. So it's that little time there. If a gust of wind hits you or something that you're really susceptible and that's just flying. I mean, that's, you got to fly through that transition point. Yeah. So that's why you see, a, you know, when you go in sheep hunting, you're like, man, that guy almost crashed. Well, A lot of times you, you're doing that on purpose. You're coming in real steep. Yeah. Because you throw a rock, right? You throw a rock, you shallow and it skips, skips, skips planes the same way you come in shallow like that. And you're just going to bounce and not have no stopping power. You come down steep and yeah. hit it and you can plan it and then get on the brakes, you know, d- drop three flaps and load that, load your gear and get on the brakes.
0: Yeah, because I've seen guys a couple times where they're there and I can't remember the con- exact conditions, but where it's like, holy shit, because they're <laughs> coming in and this <laughs> just out of the sky and boom, boom. That's know? the great
1: thing about my plane with the experimental class is you can run, you know, for one that the landing gear, the certified planes really need to get. Get on the with the modernization, you know, because a, a cub would be a lot safer. A certified cub, if they could run these new landing gears yeah. that aren't certified, like the shock monster and the uh, the Agnes, they just, you know, they don't have that recoil. And that's, yeah. you know, bungee systems recoil, you know, so you come down and plant a c- cub heart like that, you know, that's why they want 35s and 40s mm-hmm. because the bush wheels soak that up. Yeah. Well, see, I don't need that, you know, so I, I like seeing over the nose. So those 29s I can see over the nose, but with the shock monsters, i still got all that dampening.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah. you know,
1: that's, you know, this if certified airplanes were like that, it'd be a lot better, I think.
0: Yeah. Is that a, that plane you got, it's, it's a fairly conspicuous if you ever the the top cub line, yeah, right. you know, you know, it's
1: like I was telling you, it it, it the, the plane actually is the first plane that Jim Richardson built, who who owns and runs Cub Crafters. Oh wow! So you know, of all those, that's he has a top cub line. Oh, interesting! You, if, if I didn't go, know that. Yeah, if you go to his website and look, he used to rebuild Cubs, and this was an old competition plane that he actually competed in, and it had some some innovations in it, some drooping aileron stall or aileron like flapperons. Mm-hmm. It so when you drop the flaps, the ailerons extended down. It was great for slow landings and in, into the wind, but it wasn't very crosswind tolerant.
0: Oh, god! Gotcha. So when
1: it was sold, it, that was changed over. But that plane actually had some history. You know, and it goes <laughs> back to. You know, when top Gun comes out next year it'll probably be a cool plane yeah <laughs> but right now it's kind
0: of dated yeah. but you know it, it, no, it's you know, it, it's, you know I'm a half you're in my generation, even my generation it's never that's never dated yeah
1: you know and then and that's what it is so you know if you can't change it, you got to embrace it right so I, I think it's I went I mean, got my yeah I got, I, was, I got my t-shirt I was gonna say <laughs>
0: ask if you were doing a run of top cub t-shirts yeah. now is it if you with that airplane if you don't go out if you don't say kick the tires and light the fires when you're walking to it did you even get out and fly it <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's,
1: it's, it's good fun you know it's the the whole t-shirt thing come about is uh there's actually a, some you know an inspiring pilot i like to motivate folks you know that's why yeah. you know if somebody wants to go for a ride i'll take them for a ride don't talk yeah. them anything because you know at, you, you never know you know the fire you're gonna lighten somebody or mm-hmm. motivate somebody you know oh, yeah. they, you know you may they may go on to be an astronaut yep you know that first experience, right? So uh, there was a there was a kid on the the flyout Alaska page and he was soliciting, you know, you send me a picture of your aircraft and I'll vector art. I think this is vector art is okay. what it is. Yeah. And the way he gets money is you buy clothing. So, uh, you know, I bought some T-shirts and some sweatshirts and stuff so the kid could get some money to do his pilot's license. Yeah. And then uh, my wife, you know, she's always got to do things better, so I'd send it to her, <laughs> and she took it in there, and it's in the military. You know, they make T-shirts, so she got a bunch yeah. made, and she nice. gave them to me. That, that's why I gave me the idea. I was like, well, I'll get somewhere to ride. I'll get my T-shirt, you know, so, yeah. you know, novel idea. You
0: know, oh, so. that's awesome. No, they're super cool shirts. <laughs> they all have to take have to take a picture of it to put and
1: the, and the gentleman I'm in the plane, you need to, he gets excited about it. You know, he's an Oshkosh-type mm-hmm. guy, you know, that— never turns nobody away so you yeah. kind of honor him too you know
0: yeah no that's awesome and it's it's interesting you say like you know you're playing a story so many and never having shopped for a cub just based off what i hear it seems like yeah most of the cubs that are flying around have us have some stories to be told you know, oh, <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean
1: you know you, you it's not if you're going to wreck a cub. You're going to wreck a cub. I mean, that's yeah. like a Jeep, right? You're going to rub it, right? I mean, it's just, yeah. that's the kind of flying you're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're not, then you shouldn't have one. I mean, you're, there's no sense in having an airplane that costs that much to operate yeah. if you're not going to fly it that yep. way. You know, It's the Jeep of the sky. I mean, right? You, If you want to go airport to airport, you get a 172 and do it for a fraction of the cost. But yeah, it's just, you know, there's two types of people that's been in the cub. You know, ones that can't get out of them fast enough and ones that always want back in, right? I mean, yep. it, it either light something in you that just don't never go out you know even the old timers i know it can't fly no more you know every time they hear one start you, you'll see them run out there you know yeah like a kid and put their <laughs> head to the window and here it is you know yeah. takes off you know it's just something about it you know that older gentleman he's 70 something years old and he smiles like a three-year-old you know i took his grandson pumpkin drop and we went over oh, here fairbanks nice. on the river and did the pumpkin drop nice and he has 18 year old grandson and you know, ask him if he wanted to go, and he's like, "Well, no, take my grandson." And I took nice. him out there, and we did that. You know, and he had a great time. You know, that's the thing. You know, you, you know, right now he's eighteen and a good-looking kid, so you know he's in rut. Right? It's, <laughs> it, it, it's October for that yeah. job, that young man. You know, so He ain't worried about airplanes yeah. right now. So, but you know, maybe maybe that'll spark some interest in him. You know? Yeah, no, you're not eighteen forever. So you know, you can be eighteen for you know a couple years or yeah. your teens. You know, I, I, I was that age that one time. You know. Airborne for him, but yeah, <laughs> priorities change, right?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's that's yeah, that's right there. But yeah, that's freaking that's that's cool. And uh, you gotta yeah, have like having, You gotta it, have something, right? I think yeah. I think
1: that's the key to being happy or when I come back from the war I struggled for a yeah. while. And I think, you know, you gotta have if it's a hunt or whatever it is, you gotta have something on the horizon, mm-hmm. something to make you wanna get up chase it every day
0: well and i fly you know I fly uh, piloting and owning you know you have whether it's a cub or a or a taylor craft or whatever you know from what i gather you know like having your own plane it's kind of it's like a lifestyle it's like either you want the guys i know that that are really um you know that have their own planes for a long time like that's what they want to do like flying is what oh yeah cause is, i mean it it's is what expensive. does it for them and, it's you know, expensive It, it so, is so, it, you so gotta, everyone's you know it's I mean, I know guys that'll, you know, they've got, they may, they may have a, not have a, a four-wheeler or a boat or they got a, a shitty snow machine or something like that, drive an old, you know, 30-year-old truck or something, but they got an airplane. You oh, know, you see
1: what, you see my vehicle and, you know,
0: yeah. my, all
1: my vehicles are junk, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I, I, oh, I, got, I, can't I say, got a plane. You know? Man, if it It works. just changes your whole perspective. I mean, you know, flying around Fairbanks here, you know, I mean, I've lived here for 15, almost 20 years yeah. now, I guess. And you just see it different. I oh, mean, yeah. you know. When, once you get up high, you know, you see your little ridge, you see these little knobs here and these high grounds here. I mean, you never even realized that. How Yesterday I learned something. I didn't know the levee runs into a mountain. Did you know the, the floodplain runs into a mountain? That's why it stops. That oh, over... The china comes around and it, there's like a little, a pretty good sidewise, well, I shouldn't say mountain, but you know, it's like a butte or something. Yeah, And then it, it runs there and it runs all the way down into the oh, town. makes sense. Yeah. You know, I was like, wow, I've always seen it up here by the road. I didn't realize it's it's yeah, actually it's a long, a long way. I didn't have no idea it was that long.
0: Yeah. It's a different perspective. And then you start like poking out to other places. You just get like, you don't really get an idea. even driving for 12 hours up to Prudhoe or whatever. You don't get an, a real perspective for how big this place is. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you know, cause we're between two mountain in ranges area, you know? here and you see it yep. pretty
1: quick when you get up, you know, cause the Alaska range is kind of a prohibitor. Yep. Especially in the Cub because. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have a good day to get up over the mountains. That yep. Stay on the service ceiling, and then you go back this way. You got the whites, and then mm-hmm. you see the Yukon River, and it's just you know, it's just a big perspective, and it just really changed And plus, you know, for as a hunter, I mean, my goodness, you you can see all those choke points, and you know, if you're moose hunting, you can see them. I mean, they stand out. Yeah. You know? Especially at the time of day, you can pick it. You know, in the fall when the light gets down low, you can just go out in the flats and just see, you know, a lot of moose. Yeah. A lot like it used to be before you know they started all the, the cow that really i think was detrimental probably to the population yeah that's, i think I that mean, was the intent and that's a know? pretty yeah i that's, think that was kind of the insurance auto insurance agent you know i think they had something to do with some of that cow lobbying stuff yeah what that I gather
0: that could be and there's all sort. i mean that like if if
1: they're definitely less moose killed on the roads if
0: people haven't been you know don't know what we're talking about a few years ago it's extremely controversial um you know fish game they i mean i don't know how Th- several thousand cows they oh, killed oh yeah, or issued permits for yeah, and you know
1: it was a uh,
0: cows and then number. it was cows and calves and just kind of a waylay and there's a lot of people that weren't happy population it, reduction you know?
1: management for sure
0: yeah and you know i think the theory was that they were they weren't dropping calves at the rate they were supposed to or should be so the theory was that they were overpopulated and were and the feed wasn't enough, or something like that. I'm not a biologist, so I don't know, but there, you know, there's other theories as also as to why the, they may not be have been dropping cow, calves like they supposed to, like they should be. But, uh, yeah, so I mean, it is what it is, and they got, got waylaid pretty hard. It does seem like, um, oh, talking to a couple guys I knew, hunt you know over there, and you know, even just on this side of the river. It seems like it's getting better, starting to get better though. You know, yeah, cause it and, was and
1: there was some burn and there was some different environmental cycles I think out there too.
0: Yeah, there was. Uh, my uncle's got, it, which it's almost like a because he's hunted the same spot for so like almost like twenty five years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's why
1: this moose camp that I I. I stumbled into with this yeah. cub it's the same way you know as a matter of fact that's kind of where the openings has come from a lot of these folks i mean have, have passed yeah. away i mean yeah you know, in long time camps you know so they have a history you know the thing is point being is that you know they have a record of of harvest that goes back you know 20 plus years even more you yeah. know, 30 years i think that that camp was out there
0: yeah and i think and this spot's on on, it's on this side of the river but it, it can yeah, it's influenced by what's over there. I mean, it's nothing for that's just right yeah. across the street, essentially, when it comes to how moose move. But, um, they, you know, it used to, I think, I've over like, you know, not quite 30 years, but 25 years maybe, killed, I think, 36 bulls out there or something like that. Nothing, you're, it's not a big bull spot, but, um, I mean, it when, used when to be once you used a couple to, horns. Yeah, what do you want? I mean, yeah, you know, like,
1: you know, that's what we really hunt for. I mean, I won't speak for you, but you know that's oh the only reason I, I'm out there. I really want a I really want a thirty-three. Or to be yeah. honest with you, you know, I would have killed a big bull up in the Whitney this year because I ain't yeah. killed a big one in a while, and it's fun yeah. to kill a big one, yeah. right? But to be honest with you, if I want to eat one, I, I want need, that thirty-three incher. Yeah, and that's that's about they're good that. eating. They're they're easy to handle. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, that's that. It seems like, and that's about what the one I got was this year. I think it was thirty-four, but it. It's that same age class where they're big enough to where they're, they've they got a lot more meat than a, li- than a real little one. You know, you but, throw the legs around. A little, yeah, you know, yeah. One person
1: can carry a leg. And, yep. You know, you get them big bulls. I mean, leg? was it, like 100, oh, 160 probably on a oh, you know, real mean, good bull? No.
0: Uh, at least, you know, hindquarter, like 100, at least you know, 120, 130 pounds, which especially in that, in that you know, you're lifting it off the moose type of oh, thing. Oh, absolutely. It's a pain in the ass.
1: Some of those but. from Kotzebue and up in there, they get…
0: kill some big big, bulls up there yeah yeah. it's uh
1: but definitely 140 up to 160 pound hinds because we weighed some of them flying them out
0: oh wow but uh i know this uh yeah this spot used to be you know 15 years ago you'd go out there any given morning moose season and there'd be three four five six to 15 cows out there and the past few years it's been you know I think this year there was finally a few more cows out there. The past few years there's been hardly anything. Yeah, we like you'd see one or two cat. Cow- you know, I mean sitting, sitting for a week and a half straight every morning and evening. You know you'd see a couple cows. And yeah, they if had the a cow cows tag. aren't there. The bulls won't.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They had a cow tag there in that camp that we were hunting out of, yeah. and they chose not to fill it for one because there just wasn't that there wasn't that many opportunities yeah. for that those reasons. But there was also the ones they did see had, had calves as well. Yeah. But you know, the milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> so. no, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: the truth. And uh, you know, I mean, I'd, uh, I wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt my feelings to see them turn turn a few cub guys loose across the river on the wolf. Well, of course, there's. I don't. Know. Yeah, the wolves. Then there's are, people that trap out there too. You yeah, know the wolves you? are. There's a there's a lot of them out there.
1: Uh, matter of fact, I landed out of my moose camp here just uh, a couple days ago. I went out there just. Mm-hmm. I was. Taking a gal flying, and I wanted to land her somewhere you know where a cub lands, right? Yep. So I, I went out there. I was familiar with that strip, and I landed out there, and there was wolf tracks everywhere. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. Matter she took a bunch of them, you know. Yeah. Pictures of them. I was like, I'm huge too. I was like, Holy cow!
0: Yeah, I've heard that they're getting some pretty big packs over there, and there are some guys working on them here and there. So I mean, you know, I, I mean, it, w- it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see them turn loose a few cubs out there and go just what, just go stack them up big time. But of course, then you know. do you – it's a, it's never a super simple issue, you know, cause if I, if, if it's, you know,
1: that's if, another, I, if, if
0: I've got a line out there yeah, that I've been working on. That's so another live years, wire. Would, yeah. It, wolves you know,
1: and bears it, touch a live wire with people. Yeah, wolves more than anything. Yeah. I mean, that's just. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's. But they are, they, what they what are efficient. <laughs> they, and, and, and,
1: and I, I'm sure you probably, well, I won't speak for you. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but they joy kill. Oh yeah. Now wolves oh, yeah. will joy kill, and, and a lot of people won't admit to that, but they certainly will joy kill. Well, it's just, are, well, I'm, that's are what they go into a frenzy? Yeah. I mean, are, you know, whatever term you want to say, but they they'll kill more than they can eat, and they'll leave it. Oh, yeah. I've seen it.
0: Oh yeah, me too. And they're, I think they're just they're just are what they are. They're opportunists. It's not, you know, they're not evil, but they're they are what they are, and they're going to kill. If they feel like killing something, they're good, and they're they're predators. That's what they do, and so. they're efficient.
1: I mean, yeah. You come up on a kill, you know what? What do you find? The stomach contents and hair, basically. And, yeah. You know, that's About it, all that's left. I mean, a big pile of green and hair.
0: Yeah, if yeah, if they're if they're eating it, you <laughs> know. So it's and like reading all the, Wolf, old Frank Glasser, the Wolfman books, like some of his stories. You know, watching them just go slice the guts out of. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen them. You know, their, hamstring. You
1: know. Eat, eat, you know, where they attack them from the rear. Oh, and yeah. then leave them like that. Yeah,
0: and, get their get their clip their hamstrings, and then they can't really run, and they just wait them out, basically. Actually, yeah. But yeah, so much. Yeah, this is just fun stuff <laughs> to talk. But, get on yeah, the I mean, it's the cool. I mean that's, but, you know, yeah.
1: I mean that's where it is, right? I mean, you go out yep. and you know, you know you never know what you're going to see. You know, you see nope. wolves, and you know, sheep hunt. You see it all. I mean, that's that's yep. a great thing. I you mean, know, I've seen several sheep or wolves and opportunities or uh, encounters sheep hunt. Mm-hmm. Usually I don't don't take them that time of year because they're, you know, the one not. you don't want to carry a stinky wolf and the, the hides aren't usually. Yeah. Unless you're just going to kill and that's, one.
0: And that's kind of where my – because part of me hates to see – part of me hates to see people shooting them when they're not prime, I think pretty much totally just because I have put up so many of them, you know, several hundred of them over the years and can, like, appreciate what a good wolf looks like. But at the same time, you know – predator management and like the I think which I what I think are the sound principles of it they don't care about my my feelings or your feelings or anything else it just kind of is what it is and and I don't I have no love lost for 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 clipping a few predators off you know and and especially if it's an area where it could really use it
1: you know oh absolutely I mean you know the thing is with sheep though I I think the Eagles, which, right? No, the I, eagles seen, are rough on the them eagles. too, yeah. I've seen eagles on them before too. And yeah. that's that's something you're never going to, you know, that that's going to be what it is, right? Yeah. There's going to be no intervention of any kind human yep. with that. And then the weather, I mean, those are the Yeah, You know, the wolves and stuff like that, I, I think the sheep can fend, you know. I think the sheep overall country, they, you know, they can. The, I've not seen where, in my experience, and and witnessing kills, where it looked like wolves and, and coyotes or anything like that were affecting them. Now the, the eagles. Now I've seen the eagles plague them pretty hard, especially in the wrangles. More oh, more yeah. than I thought.
0: Yeah, and I think, I, yeah, it may. I think they have an effect, but it, it's it's with wolves. It's either yeah, maybe most of the time. They're not gonna have too big of an effect, and then they just get if they happen to get in the right circumstance, the right storm in the winter, and they're out in the right spot, and they can just lay waste to them. Because I've I don't know where that picture came from, fishing game, I think years ago, where there was a, just a big bunch of rams that had just got got all the guts ripped out of them, basically. Hmm. I don't know the wolves caught them in a bad spot or something like that, but.
1: What can you do, <laughs> Wolverines? I, I've seen, I've seen some uh, pictures oh, of Wolverines. Oh, I'm sure they uh, get uh, them occasionally something. too. Yeah, I don't, you got to wonder how they lay in wait and ambush them. I guess, I, but yeah, something you know, I,
0: them goofy. Yeah, they're, they'll talk about a goofy critter there.
1: Yeah, have you ever killed one?
0: I've trapped them before, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen, seen them. Sheep I've hunting. seen them sheep hunting I've I've seen too. Them sheep yeah. hunting,
1: but I've never, I've never taken one.
0: Usually running nonstop in just some random direction. Yeah, real distinct, real <laughs> yep. distinct gait. Yeah, no, you could see them with you know from the with the naked eye. You can tell what they are from half mile away or a so. Mile you got away. plans
1: for next year already, or?
0: Uh, not, not really. It's um, kind of the
1: formulation. Yeah, thing, it is. Kind it, of starting to formulate. You got that the whole cycle of the alaska hunter right you know you get the draw coming up and then yeah. you start thinking about what you're going to do for the draws and then if you don't draw yeah you stay- if you're going to do air you, if you're going to do air you actually got to be thinking about a ride right, right now. now yeah
0: <laughs> i'm not not going to do air stuff next year um but i don't know yeah you gotta you make all these plans with all the draw tags you're going to get and then <laughs> you go back to
1: and you wonder like next year now and now i mean hell will there be a next year i
0: mean yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. Cl- click, o-
0: click over to you
1: know New Year's
0: Day. And I mean, i and it's Groundhog I mean, Day. Right though.
1: I mean, you'd be real reluctant to put a bunch of money down on the line. You know, I'm going to Colorado yeah. um, uh, mule deer hunting in November, and we've been trying to draw that tag. You know, for what three, four years, yeah. and you finally draw it on the COVID year. Yeah. You know, it, was, it couldn't be a worse time, right? I've been away from my wife. You know, she hadn't been able to travel because she's locked down, and now yeah. I'm going back to see her, and then be there like three days and go to Colorado <laughs> go mule deer hunt
0: yeah well i guess i might be 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 married for christmas i might not (laughs) (laughs) no that sounds like fun but yeah i mean i'm still kicking around some ideas like i was mentioning to you earlier i'm i need to start the process now if if i'm going to take my bow next year of preparing myself to just be like that's what i'm going to do this year and and whatever i mean ultimately it's in it's inconsequential i'll do what I you know feel bow, like doing, bow hunting bow
1: hunting sheep's just it's next level i mean you know i think you got the people that do it i greatly admire i think some people yeah. stumble into it where you just you know it happens but i think to go with the intent of making that yeah happen is it's a high endeavor I mean, you oh, know, they're,
0: Oh yeah, big time. Know, I mean, it's a reality, it's track. fairly,
1: it's fairly, I won't say easy, but I mean, getting within rifle range is, is not that difficult. Yeah. You know, finding legal sheep is, is the more difficult part. Mm-hmm, for sure. But, you know, getting in where you can get a bow solution on them. You know, that's one thing that going in early, like I was telling you, cause yeah. you can pattern sheep just like uh, unpressured.
0: Yeah.
1: They're not that difficult to pattern. And, and, and I've been in situations where I could have killed them with a bow because they were pretty predictable mm-hmm. in the early season now when you get where the pressure and all that that would be even more of a challenge with a bow but i think that's the key is there's some certain terrain that l- lends itself to it and if you can find the sheep in that terrain and
0: yeah and that that's definitely know, a I big think thing you gotta be
1: willing to put some time in in, yeah. in a spot you know get in there and just suffer and wait in that ambush position because i think it's got to be you know largely an ambush thing
0: yeah yeah or you know just trying to and what I tried to do a couple of years ago and, is just get as close as you can, and and in a spot that you're they're they're not gonna you're not gonna spook them, but that you can be in the right spot for when they give you the opportunity. And just having
1: the wind that long too. Yep. That's you know the other challenge. I mean, yep. it's because the thermals change you know a couple times a day. So even if you're in there hunkered down, you get that close to them and waiting for them to move, and the wind shifts on you. And, you know,
0: yeah. No. <laughs> well, it's in the 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 frustrating thing about it is that it's so the consequences of bl- you know blowing a ram and it's intimidating because you know the consequences of blowing a ram out typically are going to be well you're shit out of luck and you're going to have to go try oh, it you yeah, know yeah and you gone. may you know so if if you're if you were in a spot where you could get if you're where you could get a, a real stock every other day man i would that would be pretty awesome a lot of times it's just yeah so there's plenty i don't i I don't i also don't need to overthink it either yeah look at at the accomplishment and your sheep hunting, right
1: i mean you know i mean you've you you've got a a room full of them right yeah so and you're young you know so you've got many years to do it so you don't Go sheep hunt many times. I think that's, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's the attitude you got to have, right? Yep. Is just, you just keep going sheep hunting and then sooner or later you'll poke one. Yep. No, you know? that's
0: true. That's the truth. So, you know, again,
1: all them great times sheep hunting and you don't have yep. to carry them. Yep. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's sad when you know, when it's sad when you don't kill one, but I got to say it's it, the pack out's the nice. The pack out's <laughs> quite, quite a bit easier. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. The pack out's a lot nicer.
0: Yep. So, yeah. So we'll see. Um, just kind of kind of settling in getting everything ready for winter and I mean just finding a spot right to sheep hunt
1: anymore I mean it's always been a challenge but I mean there's more people wanting the same thing right it's a, you know yeah. competition or at least for- it
0: or at least it seems like that you know I'd be interested to see cuz a few years it was probably been 10 years ago almost I you know looked up was able to look up the like the previous 10 15 years of statistics and just to see what the what the hunter numbers actually are because in that during that time frame it had been pretty consistent and that seemed to be right at the cusp. of when you know with the internet, pretty much sheep hunting seemed at least seemed to be gaining a lot more momentum. I mean, it's like it was starting to be like the cool kid kind of thing to do if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, obviously it's it's there. We're attracted to it for a reason, so it's it makes sense that a lot of other like minded people would be too. Oh, absolutely. So, you, know, you either
1: eat up with her or you're not, right? I mean, it's, it's kind yeah. of a no on the fence. You know, either people get one and they're 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 happy with one, or you can't get enough. I mean, yep. you know.
0: No, and this, yeah, I know, you know the I type. It
1: it's kind of speaks to you. And I like being around people like that because, you know, yeah. you're, you usually hit it off right away, right? You know, yep. you hardly ever go into a room with, with sheep hunters and they, they there's not a bunch of smiles on their face when they start talking about them. I mean, yeah. It's just, you know, it just something that... For one, and you got to be to do it consistently. I mean, you got to be somewhat competent or or be on your game. I mean, because mm-hmm. you know it it's not rough. I mean, it can be rough surviving in the mountains, you know, for two weeks at a time or whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, it can definitely test your metal oh, for yeah. sure. And just the stumbling around up there, I mean, definitely get yourself into situations. Very. Just get yourself into situations. You know, yeah,
0: you know? very easy. I mean, I'd like.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I mean, most of it's self-induced, right? I mean, uh-huh. for, you know, whatever, you know, you got to get back to camp, you know, to, to get back to camp. has got some more people in trouble than anything. You know, you, you go up and come back the other way.
0: Yeah. Come back come the back. same way you go. Well, there's and <laughs> something like I try to tell people. And Don't it, put your pack down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had to learn that one a couple times, but it's. You know what I I like to at least what I I like to use as my saying and and it just stresses like how much being you know all the, like you'd mentioned earlier all the planning and having the right stuff and you know as little problems become big problems very very easy or you know minor inconveniences become dangerous situations. I remember fast your, your rant you, about
1: you know. the the rain gear right. Yeah. Well, your rain gear wouldn't have been effective if you just stayed in your tent right yeah. and and waited it out right. I mean.
0: If my tent hadn't blown up, yeah, i mean, it's Yeah, so it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're,
1: you hunker down, right? You go to ground. I mean, so I mean, yeah, it's you get yourself in situations sometimes because you got yourself there, you know, for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's real world. Sometimes it's just, you know, you've had enough, and regardless, right? Your feet are wet, and you're just going to keep walking. You're like, I don't care anymore.
0: I'll walk yeah. the skin
1: off of them at this point.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, and it's in, I mean, every situation you got to weigh, you got to weigh stuff like that. Like, I mean. That particular one, I would, like, it was like, I, if I would have had to probably find a way to better my situation or hunker down if I was, if I had to get picked up or if I couldn't just walk out, um, hindsight, I think I still probably made the, made the right decision, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> What a nasty frickin'! I would have been hunkered under there for another five days.
1: <laughs> I, I think builds character. Right? I think if you're a sheep hunter, you got to do one of them. You know, I won't say boneheaded, but you got to get yourself in that situation where you're just like, oh, this is.
0: Oh, well, that's part of it. Like, if, <laughs> yeah, if you do very much sheep hunting, you're going to find where there's no like, there's no great answer. or or your
1: buddy gets you in that situation, yep. right? You know, that's you know, the, the last time I, I've got smart enough where I haven't spent too many nights on the mountain. I, you know, yep, but you know. I, my my friend and I kill one and, you know, we'd been chasing him, you know, for what, 24 plus hours, right? You finally yep. get on there and, and and get a kill solution. Well, actually, that that sheep I called, I got that sheep to come to me. Wow. <laughs> and I called it in and he killed it. Wow. And then we get there and we get it all all done and uh, he puts his pack on and he's standing there and he's not moving. I'm like, well, you know, because it's getting dark. I mean, it's, we got just enough light to get down if we boogie, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at him, and then he starts ballistic vomiting. i never seen nobody puke with his pack oh, on. Weird. And this is like, oh, you know, I know. Right then, we're not going <laughs> yeah. anywhere, right? Because, all right, oh, drop man. the pack. Get get your stuff out. Put everything you got on. I'm not cold. Well, you will be in an hour. Put it, you know, if you got it, put it yeah. on, and let's get over here. And we, you know, what little there was no Oof. flat ground. You know, you're yeah, on the yeah. rocks, and <laughs> both of you shivering. You're like, oh, this.
0: The uh, yeah are you feeling
1: good not to move no are you feeling good not to move no <laughs> oh
0: man and that's something i've been really lucky lucky with over the years is I've, i don't recall knock on wood ever getting real i've never got real sick out sheep hunting
1: well i have i when i got back from iraq for whatever i i, I used to get sick a yeah. lot like vomiting and hmm. and it'd get me down for two or three days and Whew. You know, you, what, what do you do? You just you don't go, or you go. Yep, right? so, exactly. I just tell the people, with so you know, do your thing. I'll be all right in a day or two. You know. Yep. And, and it sucks because you know nobody wants to leave. You know, I mean. But luckily, I've had good partners, you know, that understand that. Nice. And once you know, once I'm back in the game, I'm back in the game. Yeah, you and, know. and
0: realize, you know, it's a, especially if it's something that's you know you kind of have been dealing with, or you know, it's you're not going to die.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, but it, you know, have you ever been dehydrated? It's kind of like that same oh, yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. I, I don't know what brought it on. It's like any syndrome, right? They they don't. I think syndromes, doctor, for I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Well. I kind of got a split here pretty quick. No but, worries, man. Uh, it's been great. Yeah, no, it for gives us me. gives us still plenty of plenty of shit to talk about next time. We'll have to talk cheap rifles and there's, man. You know how it is. You so know, we got I think <laughs> yeah. we got
1: we got pretty similar interest. Yeah, you know. but yeah. it's yeah. You know, you're you're a legend in your own time. Nah, cool. get I chat with you.
0: Not, let's not stretch to remember all the bonehead moves I've made. So I guess if we leave. That, that's what get you experience though, right? Yeah. I mean, you know? in some ways, yeah. No, you do so bonehead moves and you're still can, walking and getting around. So that I can that, tell you, that, I can tell you, I can tell you what not to do. Exactly <laughs> so. right. Yeah. Yep. So I guess if we leave you with any thought, it's yeah, that, don't be, don't do stupid shit. <laughs> absolutely right. But uh, all right, everybody. Well, um, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming over, Steve. It's been great, and we'll, thanks uh, for having. We'll me. have to do it again sometime soon. Maybe after you get after you get your get your giant two hundred fifty inch buck or whatever. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all right. Well, thank everybody. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, appreciate it. If you'd leave a good review on and rating on itunes or whatever platform you're listening on and if you feel like supporting the podcast you can easily do that at uh patreon.com slash tundertalk talk and you know that all the every little bit helps so uh so if you want to do that that i'm brain farting <laughs> if you want to do that that's where it's at holy shit yeah pay for some beer all right <laughs> thanks everybody bye